Hello everyone, welcome to Lefemme, the Women's Lifestyle Hub. And today, your host Deirdre will be talking about one of my most favorite books of all time, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. So, I'm just going to go right into it. I'll start off by just giving you guys a brief overview of what of what the book is about. And then of course, of course, you know I have to do this. I have to tell you guys exactly what I think about this book and what I feel makes it such literally great. I'll dig right in. Paulo Coelho is the kind of author you read at 2am on a cold winter night with the mug of Virgo's tea in one hand and Mozart's Cossifan Tutte playing in the background. He's an author who demands to be read in a deep state of cogitation and no other book of his is as demanding of a reread as The Alchemist. No matter how many times you read this book, rereading it is a profoundly spiritual journey. There are many important lessons that we learn from Santiago's journey to the Egyptian pyramids. We learn lessons about the importance of realizing one's true self, of fulfilling one's personal engine. The revelation at the end of the book about the true location of the treasure that Santiago had sought all along teaches us that sometimes the diamonds we seek are not in far distant mountains or in yonder seas. They are in fact in our backyards if we but dig for them. But to me, one of the most powerful lessons in this book is Santiago's relationship with Fatima. Deeply in love with her, he asks for her for a hand in marriage. Although she loves him with equal intensity, she declines the proposal on the grounds that he needs to complete his journey, fulfill his personal legend. Only then will she marry him. She puts it so profoundly. I want to I want you to continue to watch your goal. If you have to wait until the war is over, then wait. But if you have to go before then, go on in pursuit of your dream. The dunes are changed by the wind, but the desert never changes. That's the way it will be with our love for each other. If I am really a part of your dream, you'll come back. Page 93. I find this so profound because we have vulgarized love, turned it into something possessive, something that demands the sacrifice of our dreams, our personal legends. Our idea of love, the relationships we get into are the abattoirs where our dreams go to be slaughtered. We women, women, women in particular, give up so much of ourselves in relationships. A man can continue to pursue his own personal legend while all you ever become is his support. We are constantly supporting men to be great, which often demands a subordination of our own dreams, our own personal legends. We call this selfishness. selflessness. We call this love. I don't want this kind of love. I don't want a man who believes that my love for him must be expressed in the slaughtering of my own personal legend. I want a love that is liberating and liberated. I want love that does not demand the submission of my aspirations. Like Fatima, I want a man who loves me, but who loves himself more and who pursues his own personal legend. Anything else is impure because love cannot be true if it imprisons. 
Polo Coelho as the voice of the gods. Long live Polo Coelho. And with that, I'm done, ladies. See you in the next episode. Ciao! Hello, everybody. Welcome to LeFem, the Women's Lifestyle Hub. And I'm your host, Desiree Mumbai Joaquinho. Today, I'll be talking about topic that has been so close to my heart and that has been debated upon extensively on our Twitter and Facebook platforms. That is the matter of time. I've seen so many of you, my sisters, going on about, I don't have time to do ABC. I'm so busy. I can't go to the gym. I can't go shopping. I can't cook. Well, do we really not have time or do we just have our priorities mixed up? Well, here's my own two cents about the issue. I have come to truly understand that there is no such thing as a person who doesn't have enough time. We invest our time in that which we deem as important. We prioritize that which matters to us. If you love to read, no matter how busy you are, you'll find time in your busy schedule to dedicate it to reading. Even if all you can spare is an hour or 30 minutes of your day. If how you look or your health matters to you, no matter how many commitments and deadlines you have, you will go to the gym, even if it's only for 45 minutes. If your physical appearance matters to you, you'll make time for grooming, whether that will delay you or another person. If things matter to you, you'll prioritize them. If you want to be intellectual, you will make time for self-development and nourishing intellectual intellectual activity. You will deprive yourself of certain things in order to prioritize your growth in the ideational space. If you want to be a socialite, you'll make time for social events and programs. You'll sacrifice sleep if you have to, money if you must, and whatever else it takes. It is as simple as that, ladies. It applies to people too. No matter how busy you are, you make time for people who matter to you. Whether you can only spare three minutes in your busy schedule to call or text them, you'll make it a priority. If you don't, they aren't worth the sacrifice. But no one must ever say that they don't have time. We all have the same 24-hour day. How we use it says a lot about who we are and what we value as human beings. It also says a lot about who we will become, what history will say of us, because what we invest in our time today, what we value today, shapes who we become tomorrow. That is just my opinion, and I believe it to be true. So ladies, make no excuses. We all have the same 24-hour day. And again, we're living on borrowed time. 
make what counts count and see you on the next episode of breaking it down with lady d next time hello everybody welcome to live firm the women's lifestyle hub and i am your host lady d and on today's episode i'll be talking or rather reviewing one of the greatest works of literature that is 20 love poems and a song of despair by nobel prize winner pablo neruda so as i told you i have started reading 15 books that I bought recently, of course, and I want to share them, my reflection of the one I started with. That is 20 Love Poems and a Song of Despair by Pablo Neruda. I must start by saying that this man is not only the greatest poem from Chile, one of the greatest from Latin America. He is in fact one of the greatest, most prolific poets in the world. Gabriel Garcia Marquez Colombian author of the best-selling 100 Years of Solitude called him the greatest poet of the 20th century in any language. Wow. I am tempted to agree. Although, of course, he most must be placed alongside Cape Verde's Cabodiano Dambara. This poetry anthology, 20 Love Poems and a Song of Despair, was published in 1924. This anthology is extremely erotic, sensual, sexual. Ah. It contains beautiful and deeply penetrating, well, <laughs> pun not intended, poems such as the much acclaimed body of a woman, with which the book opens. The poem is an ode to a woman he loves, of whom he says, My rough peasant's body digs anew and makes the sun leap from the depth of the earth. Page 9. I remember you as you were remains one of Neruda's best poems. Though it is a poem about the painful ending of an affair, of letting go of someone even as you love them deeply and remember them with fondness can be applied even to those who we love whom we have lost, whose memories are made of light, of smoke, of a steel pond. It is a beautiful but painful poem about how love can be still felt even after it is gone. I love how in Neruda's poems, the idea of a peasant man being in love is deeply pronounced. It is almost as though he seeks to demonstrate how loving can be done in its rawness, even in the state of material lake. Or perhaps because of this material lake, the love is pure and unselfish. This is reflective of his politics. Neruda was not only a poet, but he was a diplomat and served in the Chilean Communist Party, which deployed him into government as a senator. He is regarded as Chile's national poet. Sadly, Neruda was assassinated by the Augusto Pinochet regime 
1973 for Norida's support of communist leader and from president of Chile, Salvador Allende. In his latter years, his poetry assumed a deeply political and communist orientation, and though traces of his much more romantic poetry could still be seen and felt, this particular collection is his most romantic, erotic, sensual. I think lovers of poetry will enjoy this offering, not least because of the brilliant use of imagery that journeys the reader into the heart and mind of a man deeply in love, in awe of the phenomenal woman to whom most of the poems are in awe. I recommend this anthology to you. And of course, I'll be going on to my second book, that is Rene Edo's Lodges, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. This book sparked a national conversation in Britain about race relations, and I don't doubt that as a black person in post-colonial Zimbabwe, I will find pieces of myself in it. Expect the review in our next episode. Much love, and catch you next time. Ciao! Hello everybody, welcome to the firm, the Women's Lifestyle Hub, and I am your lovely host, Lady D. So today I'll be commenting on my latest read, Polo Coelho's The Alchemist. You guys have been asking me to review and comment and whatever on a book of my choice. So here it is, Polo Coelho's prize-winning and number one best-selling read The Alchemist. To begin with, Paolo Coelho is the kind of author you read at 2am on a cold winter night with a bag of Voibus tea in one hand and Mozart's coffee fan to tape playing in the background. Mm, dreamy, I know. <laughs> he is an author who demands to be read in a deep state of cogitation and no other book of his is as demanding of a reread as The Alchemist. No matter how many times you read his book, reading it is as profoundly spiritual journey. There are many important lessons that we learn from Santiago's journey to the Egyptian pyramids. We learn lessons about the importance of realizing one's true self, of fulfilling one's personal legend. The revelation at the end of the book about the true location of the treasure that Santiago had sought all along teaches us that sometimes the diamonds we seek are not in far distant mountains or in yonder seas. They are in fact in our backyards, if we but dig for them. But to me, one of the most powerful lessons in this book is Santiago's relationship with this beautiful Fatima. Deeply in love with her, he asks for her hand in marriage. Although she loves him deeply with equal intensity, she declines the proposal on the grounds that he needs to complete his journey. In so doing, fulfill his personal legend. Only then will she marry him. 
she puts it profoundly. I want you to continue to wipe your goal. If you have to wait until the war is over, then wait. But if you have to go before then, go on the pursuit of your dream. The dunes are changed by the wind, but the desert never changes. That's the way it'll be with our love for each other. If I'm really a part of your dream, you'll come back one day. Wow, how dreamy, yet so beautiful. I find this profound because we have vulgarized love, turned it into something possessive, something that demands the sacrifice of our dreams, our personal legends. Our idea of love, the relationships we get into, are the arbiters where our dreams go to be slotted. We women, women in particular, give up so much of ourselves in relationships. A man can continue to pursue his own personal legend while all we ever become is his support. We are constantly supporting men to be great which often demands a subordination of our own dreams, our own personal legends. We call this selflessness. We call this love. I don't want this kind of love. I don't want a man who believes that my love for him must be expressed in the slaughtering of my own personal legend. I want a love that is liberated and liberating. I want love that does not demand the submission of my aspirations. Like Fatima, I want a man who loves me, but who loves himself more, and who pursues his personal legend. Anything less is impure, because love cannot be true if it imprisons. Polo Coelho is the voice of the gods. Long live Polo Coelho. And with that, I am done. We shall meet in the next episode with Lady D. Ciao! Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to La Femme, the Women's Lifestyle Hub. And I am your beautiful host, Lady D. Mention one mistake you have made in life so far. And my comments are in the middle of the world. I don't know what I'm saying. What mistakes can we learn from? And what can, how can we avoid those mistakes? Hands in the middle my biggest mistakes. Which is what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. Anyway, 
Alright, mafungiro awo, mafeminists, munuchi kudi uko. Hanzi nemuwe, being nice, nekuda hama, it's boom. Bedwe, inga, shunonzo wanu uka, hanzi blood is thicker than water. Ukama, wakakusha. Hanzi nemuwe kufutira iti, aywa apa, ticha tauri, ticha tauri. Ashita orike mdikani, tufunga chizi chungwena na mwayacho. Wakafotila idi, kana wakafotila chamisa, tirikungo chatwose, tirimbo mkehena. Hanze na Priscilla, kumacha November 2017, mwili wakayenda asi, mwaya wacho takasara nao, naka topura nyembane msana. Bano tonga, nika ino, mwari awenemi. Ete shua taka maja hama taungu. Aywa, shaka uma. Shaka uma isu. Nihani ni mwe trusting ibu friends. I think nyeisha mwara sofana kutusu mbuzu kira kwa hiri. Toita a separate episode for the issue of friendship. Especially in adulthood. Kutichichu no mwuzi shamari. How do we choose friends? And how can we see mwoning science kutu aywa ka mwunu haiti mwunu yu. Tonight I say, I think um, we definitely, 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 definitely have to revisit that one. Hans in the moon, my biggest mistake in life was forgiving a cheater and a liar, believing Kuti, Munu Anu Chinja. Never changes its spots. We need to be careful about the patterns that we allow people to have around us. Ah, uh, being faithful to one person. Aishi. Naikazin. My Tristan, I was supposed to travel the world first, then get married. Now, if I travel, Doana Murume Ayenda, Manasukana, Terera, and Zita. What Zita? Ukoshanda, Washanda, Umbojka, Mari, Apita Kunchka, Mari, Uchifamba Shakoshi, Apanoko Funda. Shkandine Mue could another Nemu and Nemakoa. And so whenever we could chatter, wow, 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 wow. Um, that is deep. Shukantinemungwe living abroad. Akuna chiku. Wow. Shukantinemungwe giving 100% loving unconditionally but getting zero returns. Shukura kizaka kungenia zaka wanda pana apadruku kusakiskwa nilangwe vangu. Does this mean kuti vangu waka ipa ere kanda kuti sometimes atuwane patitene ketakanga nisira waka mwe vangu. But do we look at how we contributed to that demise or whatever? And the moon, I have lost a lot of friends that I helped financially. When they come, they come begging for money. When I ask for it, I become the bad person. Ah, Marine Chitema, Marine Chitema, and getting married. I wish I could turn back the clock. 
Siana in our van, 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 Unfortunately, we have to go. Saka makaze ni toba atana pashurongwa chinotera na Lady D. Ciao. Hello everybody. Welcome to On The Beat. And I am your host, Lady D. Today, I'll be interviewing Catholic University of Zimbabwe student Ashley Gorodema, and we'll be talking about her general experience at the university and what she has had to face as a student. Miss Ashley, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And first of all, I want to ask you, how has your experience of the university been so far? Um, thank you, Lady Dean. Um, so, uh, my experience at Catholic University has been, well, I could uh, say terrible mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, it's just terrible, you know. Can't really expect um, what you're going through, what you're facing as university students to mm-hmm. be um, fun for us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I understand that it's been terrible, but do you perhaps just want to give us a bit more depth as to what exactly you're finding terrible or perhaps hard to deal with? Mm, okay, like for starters, I would say um, our infrastructure per se, because I mean, you actually have a hard time getting a lecture room. And I feel like, for a, if I'm saying I'm at a university, mm-hmm. that's one of the last things I would actually expect to encounter. So, in addition to the infrastructure, do you have any other pressing problems that are probably unique to the university, or is it something that all students from all over experience? No, I feel like this actually only affects our school. Besides, if you look at um, most universities out there, they actually um, have this wireless actually Don't we don't have any of that? We are more like. Well, I couldn't say university. Mm-hmm. I can't even say why it's school, you know, because what we actually face, the, the challenge is not even at school. We just, um. <laughs> All right, Miss Ashley. Uh, despite the infrastructure issue, like, are you happy with the standard of education? Are you happy with your lecturers? Are you happy with um, how they conduct themselves in the lecture room? Okay, now that's a bit tricky, <laughs> but well, mm. uh, I got to say I'm okay yes. because yeah, there are like lecturers who mm. like I could really vouch for and say yeah, mm. they're okay, mm. and then there are actually other lecturers. I can't really say they're not good. Mm-hmm. I can't say they're okay, but they are just good day, you know. <laughs> you don't have that lecture thing. So, judging by that, do you think that you'll be able to compete on an international level or with other universities with the level of education and knowledge that you've gained so far? Mm, definitely, I can't. I, I can't because I, I just feel like the way or the manner in which we learn mm. and our other institutions go about it is just way different. We can never be like on the same lake. 
Wow, wow. Thank you so much for joining us, Miss Ashley. We have come, unfortunately, to the end of our interview. And you've heard it for yourselves. Miss Ashley giving an account of what she's experienced at the Catholic University of Zimbabwe. So, there you have it. Do join us next time on On The Beat. Ciao.